Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Man, oh man, it's been quite the hectic day, especially here in the Windy City with the news coming as of late. Welcome into Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and of course, I'm referring to the news about Khalil Mack being traded from the Bears out to the West Coast to become a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. We will spend time on that momentarily. Before we get into the thick of it, let me tell you what we got dialed up here throughout the next hour. 15 minutes from now, Veasan's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum, will be hopping on to tell us the biggest market movers throughout the sports slate this evening, more specifically throughout college basketball now that we are in the mode of tournament time. So excited to talk with our guy Josh in 15 minutes, then 30 minutes. It's from now we're going to squeeze in Danny's dimes as opposed to at the end of the show. We're going to do it right in the middle. I've got plenty of hockey to go over with the big slate tonight. And, well, not only are we going to get my two cents on the hockey slate, we got to get VEASAN's NHL expert, Andy McNeil, and his picks for tonight's hockey slate as well. So a ton to get to on the show, and we are very pumped to do that again throughout the next hour. But let's go ahead, start things off with the late breaking news of the Bears dishing out Khalil Mack to the Chargers. And in return, the Bears are getting a couple picks and they're getting a huge contract off of their chest, really. So again, the Chargers get Khalil Mack. Bears are going to get a 2022 second round pick from the Chargers, along with a 2023 sixth round pick from the Los Angeles Chargers and trading Khalil Mack saves $6 million in cap space in 2022, but also clears out 28 mil in 2023 for the Bears. So the Chargers taking on all of Mack's contract, three years at 64 million, and the Bears will get those picks. So now they'll have the number 39 pick in the second round and the number 48 pick after this Mack trade. Well, originally on Twitter, if you kind of saw my quick tweets being sent out immediately with my instant reactions at first because of the way that Ian Rappaport phrased it, it looked like the second round pick and the sixth round pick were going to be in the 2023 draft. And at that point, I'm like, man, I, I mean, I get why they did it, but why are you getting picks for next year? You at least got to get one this year. Well, then it was confirmed that that second round pick is for this year's draft, which actually makes things a lot more attractive in the sense of, hey, the Bears, well, in general, obviously getting a draft pick for the upcoming draft is a pretty much more valuable than anything down the road because who knows what that because everything's going to be looking like at that point but also because there's a lot of solid receivers in this draft and that's kind of been the speculation about what the Bears may be seeking to do or rather should do in this draft not only that but build up your offensive line as well so you're getting a good look in the draft another opportunity to invest in your offense and it's really just a huge move from Ryan Poles right out of the gates establishing himself as a GM with the Bears. I don't know if it's in the direction of a rebuild or kind of just shifting things around. I'm thinking it's more so of the latter, 
but it's exciting to see it. And again, at first I wasn't too pumped, but once we got kind of the stipulations around it, I do think it's a viable thing to do for the Bears, clearing up the cap space, getting more draft capital, and trying to build your way through free agency and the draft now, especially on the offensive side of things. He got a head coach who's defensive-oriented, so he'll figure it out. And the way the NFL is being shaped, regardless, is not in the direction of defense. They had too many guys on the defensive side of the ball that they were paying. I mean, it was just insane. And obviously, Khalil Mack is a guy who's been dealing with injuries and really since 2018 has not been the guy they paid him to be. So getting rid of that massive contract and getting some compensation in, compensation in return ain't too shabby. So I'm with it now that I've had a little bit more time to think about it. Let's just hope the Bears use those picks wisely and more specifically invest in the offensive side of things. So again, the Chargers do get Khalil Mack. Bears getting a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. And the Chargers also taking on all of Khalil Mack's contract. Now, looking at the side of the Chargers, I kind of feel like the Chargers are my secondary team this season because a couple days after this past Super Bowl, we talked about teams that I wanted to bet and did bet for the upcoming Super Bowl. That's right. Super Bowl 57, right? And the Chargers were a team that stood out to me immediately because I've been high on this team since the beginning of last season. Love myself some Justin Herbert. I had to pull up who's going to reach the Super Bowl first after this past one, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, because I think that's a popular conversation to think who's the better quarterback right now. But I think the Chargers as a team collectively are in a way better spot they had, I believe, the second most cap space. They brought Mike Williams back on, and now they're bringing on Khalil Mack to put him aside of Bosa. That defensive front is going to be lethal, and they can still add to that throughout this draft with their first-round pick. Now, the AFC West presumably is going to be the toughest division in football, but the odds are moving in favor of the Chargers. They were 4-1 to a couple days ago. Russell Wilson went to the Broncos, and naturally you saw Denver get some love. Earlier today, the Chargers then were plus 350, but right now at Bet Rivers, the Chargers are 3 to 1 to win the AFC West. They're also 9 to 1 to win the AFC Championship. And like I said, we snagged the Chargers at 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They're now as low as 17 to 1 at Bet Rivers to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. Now, I don't think all of that is just a direct correlation to Khalil Mack being added to the mix, but you're seeing this Chargers team be willing to go all in with the roster that they have in the cap space available at the moment. And I do think they're talented enough. They got to add, I mean, obviously they did with Khalil Mack, but in their secondary, if they can add another guy or someone in the linebacker core, that would be solid for this Chargers team. No matter who they add, though, they still got to go through the ranks of Patrick Mahomes, of Russell Wilson, of Derek Carr in that division, and then all the other tough quarterbacks in the AFC. But the Chargers are making the necessary moves right now. And if Mack can stay healthy, if Bosa can stay healthy, and Herbert keeps going upward on that trajectory, I think the Chargers are going to be in a real nice spot this upcoming season. Like I said, uh, feeling pretty good about our 25-1 to ticket. I was saying, I mean, you know, by the time the season starts, at the end of summer, I didn't think it would be obviously at 25 to one, but didn't think it would alter this quickly. But that's the biggest news and the latest news out of the NFL as of late. Chargers getting Khalil Mack. We'll see what else comes about in the upcoming days, but it's been quite the uh, crazy week throughout the NFL, and it's been a lot of fun covering it and seeing how that impacts the betting market at Bet Rivers.
All right, we're going to push the NFL aside momentarily. Let's talk about the NBA tonight because I did want to spend a little bit of time before this news came about to talk about the big games throughout the association tonight. And a big one being the Nets in Philadelphia against the Sixers. The return of Ben Simmons. Well, he's not going to play. He'll return to the bench. But James Harden gets to face his former team with his new team at home. And, man, you know that Philly crowd is going to be rowdy. So as this line opened up, the Sixers were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Nothing has really changed. Still laying four in the hook. Juice is actually on the nets a little bit, minus 113. If you think Brooklyn wins, plus 150 on the money line. But if you're on Team Philly, minus 182. Total open about 229 and a half. That has ticked up now to 236. Sixers have had a couple days off since their last game, and that last game being where they defeated the Bulls, 121 to 106. And then the Nets coming off a 132-121 win at Charlotte, a game that we cashed in on with the Nets' money line. And look, I get it. I mean, the Sixers are a great team right now. We have a ticket on them to win the East. They're 5-0 oh in games that Harden has played in. But I understand why this line hasn't gone too crazy. There's so many narratives in this game. But what you also have to remember is that it is a road game for Brooklyn, meaning that Kyrie Irving can play. And you're going to have Kevin Durant still on his A game and Seth Curry and the rest of the squad. And, of course, Ben Simmons isn't playing. But who knows what that's even going to provide when he can play. The initial thought would be to lean Philly because being the home team here, you know that crowd's going to be going nuts. Harden on a new team, looking at his old relationship, showing that I don't need you, I'm doing better. Well, at four in the hook, I'm sure a lot of public money's coming in on Philly, and that's not why I'm not betting it per se, but I just think this is going to be a back-and-forth type of game unless Philly somehow blows it away. I couldn't imagine Brooklyn blowing this game out of proportion, but I could see it with Philly at some point. But I do think it could be a back-and-forth battle to begin with. So I'll be watching this one closely and waiting for an in-game opportunity and Ideally, that in-game opportunity for me would be on the side of Philly. That's where I would lean toward in terms of an in-game betting perspective. Now, another game that is very interesting tonight that I'm excited to watch is going to be the Warriors and the Nuggets. Golden State's been kind of an anomaly right now, right? I mean, they've been a tough team to figure out. They deal with injuries. Draymond Green, he's coming back next week, it seems like. But they are going to have stuff in the game. And the last time they played the Nuggets, they didn't have some of their star guys. And they still almost pull off the upset. And then they're on the road against Denver tonight, laying two. The Nuggets on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. They beat the Kings last night. Are they ready to take on the Warriors, though? Because they've beaten the Warriors three times this season. Can they make it a fourth? It's incredibly hard to do so, especially against a very talented team like the Warriors, despite the struggles they have had. So Golden State open to, you've kind of seen it go back and forth, but right now, again, it's currently at two in favor of Golden State. Moneyline minus a buck 32 for this Warriors squad. Nuggets plus 112, total up to 229.5, opened as low as 220.5, but knowing the Warriors players were going, or their starters rather, uh, that total moved up rather quickly. Denver, 5-7 and seven straight up on the second leg of a back-to-back -back this season. The Warriors, 11-7 and seven straight up as a road favorite this year. Denver, 2-3 and three straight up as a home underdog. I want to look toward the side of the Warriors in this game. I'm just hesitant because, again, this team has obviously not been the same without Draymond Green. He's that linchpin that keeps everything in order for Golden State, and there have been massive struggles without him. 
But at the same time, Golden State is itching to finally get that dub over the Nuggets. This is a weary team, presumably, coming off the game last night. So I would probably gravitate a little bit toward the side of Golden State. But overall, this one's probably going to be a stay away for myself. A little bit more interest in that Brooklyn Nets-Philadelphia 76ers game. And again, the way I would approach it, wait for a better number, try to attack an in-game with the Sixers. Well, we'll get more basketball thoughts coming up next. VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum joining us here on Rush Hour. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And of course, you have these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available and you get hooked up several episodes a week. Great local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour. You're on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live as always out of the Bet River Sportsbook. But we take it out to the East Coast to be joined by Josh Applebaum, VEASAN's betting reporter at Josh underscore insights where you can follow him on Twitter. Josh, I know we got plenty of college basketball to get into, but I do want to get your reaction to us, well, having baseball to bet on this summer, right, my man? I know you and I love getting into some uh, baseball betting, and we were getting a little worried for a second, but it seems like things got in order today, and we're going to have a season. Yeah, to me, Danny, and it's great to be with you tonight. Uh, this was just the best news of the day. You know, we're all focused on, obviously, March Madness, but we're waiting in, the, in our back pocket. Will we get baseball or will we not? We've gotten close a few times. Then the, the negotiations break down. I tell you what, Danny, the whole lot of them I was so annoyed with. The owners, the players, everybody, let's just play some baseball. Great news broke today, obviously, that they've come to a tentative agreement. I'm excited, Danny. You know, free agency in particular technically starts tonight. So will you see, you know, some of these guys sign Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, some of these big names here. I'm a little disappointed that they're, it sounds like they will have universal DH, but it sounds like they're getting rid of the man on second and extra innings, which I really liked. The pitch clock they're going to defer for another year. I hope that those things would actually be implemented starting this, uh, you know, season. But Danny, I can't complain. Thank God we got baseball. I want to sweat some Red Sox. You want to sweat some Cubbies. It's a great day. The snow's melting in Boston. The madness is upon us. Give me some baseball. Absolutely. That's what we love to see, buddy. Well, as you alluded to, also, we do have some college hoops in the month of March, one of the most exciting betting times of the year. And I got to ask you about some of these games, my man. Let's start out with Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. This game set to tip off at the top of the hour and the Fighting Irish catching a point here. So money line, they're even money. Minus 120 for Virginia Tech instead of laying the one if you want to go that route. Total at 132. What did you see in this game that caught your attention? So, Danny, I like this move toward Vatek. I, I money line Virginia Tech, and you know me, Danny. I think you would agree with me. If it's a minus one, a one, a pick them, a minus two, we go money line in these spots. Again, it's up to you as a better. You can save the juice, but we've seen these buzzer beaters, Tennessee, Chattanooga, and on various ones throughout Madness so far. So I like the money line play laying around a minus 120 with Vatek. The reason why, two things. Number one, 
really sharp reverse line move to Virginia Tech. Public is all over Notre Dame. Uh, they have a better record here. They're 22 and nine. They're rested and ready to go. Uh, yet Notre Dame open laying a point or this game was a pick them to start and all movement has been toward Virginia Tech. Now minus one, they even tipped uh, at minus one and a half at some shops. So all movement's been toward Vatech, and that's important because the public's all over uh, Notre Dame. So you have this reverse line movement, public uh, Notre Dame, but line going to Virginia Tech. Also, Danny, I kind of like the fact that you had that buzzer beater last night where you got so close to seeing your season come to an end, but you come through, you get a big win. Now the public may kind of be down on um, Virginia Tech because they were a five-point favorite. They win the game on a buzzer beater, but didn't cover. I, th I like the fact that you have a game under your belt. You got close to seeing your season over. Maybe some renewed enthusiasm here, you know, chomping at the bit to get back at the gym. Give me Virginia Tech. Contrarian play, line move in their favor, and maybe some momentum coming off yesterday. I money line Vot Tech around minus 120. Okay, well, Josh, let's take it to a little bit of a later game, 10.30 p.m. Central Time. We got San Diego State lane six against Fresno State. Shorter total here at 116. What are we thinking for this matchup? So, Danny, I'm not really going to play the spread here. You know, I would mention there was some movement towards San Diego State. They opened lane four. They're up to minus six at some shops. But one thing that I've been doing in this conference tournament, Danny, which has had some decent success so far, is looking for games where the total rises. If you look at pretty much nine out of ten games, or 95% even higher, uh, yesterday it was out of 41 games. 38 of them got hit to the under because it's under season, neutral courts, tired legs, really a ton of pressure here. They locked down on defense. So it's these very rare games that actually hit to the over that to me I've been playing and you had a, a cash earlier today uh, with that Arizona game where that went over with Stanford, the few ones that rise, that's where I target the over. That's what's happening here, Danny. Fresno State and San Diego State, known as two of the slowest teams in all of college basketball, two great teams to the under. But guess what? That total opened a really low 114 and a half. Didn't get bet to the under. It's gone up to 115 and a half. So I'll play this over here. Surprisingly, both teams are 4-0 to the over their last four games. Uh, they just met back on March uh, 2nd. It was a 65 to 64 game, landed 129. So it's fishy. Public's on the under, kind of a trendy under, which you don't get too often. Public likes overs. This thing's on the rise. Uh, somewhat of a short spread. Maybe get a back and forth, maybe get overtime. But I'll go over here. I think the obvious play is, they're slow, take the under, but this line is on the rise, Danny. Give me the over 115 and a half for Fresno State, San Diego State. Okay, well, Josh, let's take a look at this next matchup featuring you, or uh, excuse me, CSU Fullerton and UC Davis. Now, uh, for most, you know, kind of novice college basketball betters, or rather casual college basketball betters such as myself, we need you to go in depth to this matchup to tell us what is piquing your interest in this game where we do see Fullerton laying three, total at 134 in the hook, but uh, what is drawing you to want to bet this game? So what drew me to this game, Danny, is looking for these tiny games that don't have a lot of action but have significant or notable line moves. So we always joke about it. You know, no one wakes up on, you know, a Thursday in March Madness saying, I got to bet UC Davis, Cal State Fullerton <laughs> at 9 o'clock. So it's just not a game that really is sexy or on the public radar. Yet, they've seen this line movement. Even though it's low bet, Cal State Fullerton is getting some good steam here. They open minus 2. They've been steamed up to minus 3. Some of these shops, I don't know if it goes three to 3.5, three but it's kind of trending in that direction. So the fact that there's no public support or interest at all, but wise guys, they don't care. This could be a Kentucky game, a Duke game, uh, UNC. It cashes the same thing at Cal State Fullerton as it would a Gonzaga play. So I like these really low bet games with line moves. Tells me it's kind of almost pure sharp action in their favor. It's going to be Cal State Fullerton, another money line play for me, around minus 150, a little bit higher, but hey, buzzer beater or backdoor cover, you want to protect yourself a little bit. Uh, they were 11-4 in conference play, Cal State Fullerton. 
UC Davis only five and six. So I'll go uh, Cal State Fullerton with this notable line move and a very under the radar game. I'll go money line here. All right, Josh, final college hoops play I'll ask you about. Tell us about this Colorado State-Utah State game. Uh, Colorado State lane three in the hook. Money line minus 167, Utah State plus 140. This total at 137. Juice a tad bit on the over. Who do we like here? So I'm going to go Colorado State in this one, Danny. Kind of what jumped out to me is one of your most notable line moves of the day. Believe it or not, Colorado State only opened laying one and a half, a pretty low number here. And it sounds like as soon as that line was released, a lot of wise guys said, hey, that thing is just way too low. So it's been steamed all the way up to uh, three and a half. Now, I think sometimes I look at these spots, Danny, and say, hey, there's value here to buying law on Utah State getting three and a half plus the points, inflated line value. But I don't, I, I kind of want to stay with that chart move toward Colorado State. I don't want to go against it. So again, this is another money line play for me. It's a little high, minus 167, but I want to be with the move, but not laying the points uh, to a point where, hey, they win by three, they win by two, and I lose by three and a half. I want to cash my money line play here with the move on the Rams. Uh, also, our buddy Greg Hoops, who's been a fa uh, fantastic uh, follow here. If you look at his spreadsheet on Twitter every day, he has Colorado State winning by six points. So maybe a little wiggle room there. But again, big move there, Danny. I'll go Colorado State and the Rams just to win the game. All right, Josh, you know I can't let you go without talking a little bit of puck tonight, and your Bruins are taking on my Blackhawks. Look, I'm all over Boston tonight. I'm rooting for your <laughs> Bruins. Can I, uh, can I hope that you are on the same side as me here? Oh, guaranteed, Danny. So I, I, my feel, I feel for you with your Blackhawks here, but you got your backup goalie, Lakin in net. Swayman's been hot. He's in net here. The Bruins have given up goals in the last minute, like three of their last four games. They have a rest advantage here. Lions going in their favor, a high price, but I'll lay that minus 280 with Boston. Danny, you still have that uh, that that Stanley Cup game in 20, what was it, 2012? I still can't get over that after the Bruins <laughs> blew that one. Hey, you guys got championships all elsewhere, so I think it'll uh, make do for that one moment. But no, man, I I'm with you there. It's a steep price. I'll probably end up pairing it with someone. We'll, we'll talk about it next segment. Don't want to completely spoil it. But yeah, it's a fat slate tonight in hockey, Josh, so uh, we're looking forward to it. Any other game in hockey that you wanted to throw out really quick, or is that really the only one you're circling out? To be honest, Danny, if it wasn't March Madness, I'd probably have 10 NHL bets tonight. But I'm just going to sweat my <laughs> Bruins and really focus on college hoops, trying to make the, uh, you know, the best bets we can here with, Matt, with March Madness. I get it, man. Love it. And appreciate the insight <laughs> as always. Keep up the great work. Hey, I know you'll be in Vegas coming up soon. So uh, we'll try to get you set up in one of the studios to have you back on just in time for the madness. I'm looking forward to it, Danny. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. I'm coming. I'm coming to Vegas. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, folks. Visa's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum. Give him a follow on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Catch him hosting betting across America with Mike Pritchard and host of the Visa Market Insights podcast every single day. Check it out at VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, folks. Well, I kind of teased it, but coming up next, we will have our action in hockey. I'll give out some of my dimes on the ice. And then afterward, Andy McNeil, VEASAN's NHL expert, will also be sharing some of his top plays with the puck this evening. And we'll squeeze in a little bit of college basketball, too. I know there's a game that's about to tip off momentarily. I want to share my two cents on that really quick. So we'll squeeze that in. Then we'll get to hockey next here on Rush Hour. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, which includes advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. You get analysis from our experts, which includes Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and of course, Tim Murray. They've got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. So sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. Check it out at VEASAN.com slash madness. Okay, back at it. It is Rush Hour here on VEASAN. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fiber. You can follow me on Twitter. Want to squeeze in a college basketball game really quickly before we get into my official plays for the night all throughout hockey. But there is a game in the Big Ten Conference Tournament that is very interesting, and it's about to tip off if it hasn't already. Michigan State and Maryland. This line closed at two in favor of the Spartans, total at about 139.5. Now, whether you can still get the bet right now or you're looking for an in-game betting angle, I do like the side of Michigan State here. Greg Hoops Peterson made this line four in the hook. Again, it closed at about two. The Spartans have beaten Maryland twice so far this season. Most recently, this past weekend, they beat them by 10, 77 to 67. Earlier this year, defeated them 65 to 63. Now, you may think that's an advantage third time around. Hard to beat a team three times, but Look, it's Tom Izzo in March. You always kind of give him the slight advantage. And I give the advantage to the team that's shooting over 45.5% from the floor, being Michigan State. Beyond the arc, 38.5% and getting about 37 rebounds per game as opposed to Maryland's 35. Now, Maryland is shooting less than 44% from the floor and sub 33% from beyond the arc. I trust the coach in Izzo. I trust the playmakers a little bit more so with Michigan State and what we have already seen from the sample size between the two teams. So, again, I'm not using it as an official play. We didn't have time to get it off. But if you're looking to get involved in that Big Ten matchup, I do lean toward the side of the Spartans to get the job done once again against the Maryland Terrapins. So uh, that's the action I got in Big Ten tonight. I know we got that Penn State-Ohio State game. That one is kind of a no-man's land for me assuming Ohio State gets the job done, but with the spread at five, I really have no interest in it from that side of things. So we'll wait to see what happens, but we'll have more coverage in college hoops tomorrow. Don't you worry about it. All right, let's get into hockey, though. I do want to dish out some of my best bets for tonight, so let's get to it with Danny's Dimes. My best bets for the evening with the puck. We have got plenty of hockey action tonight. And you already heard us talk with Josh Applebaum last segment about the first game I'll preview, and that's his Boston Bruins hosting my Chicago Blackhawks. Currently, the Bruins are up to minus 275. Yes, it's ridiculous to want to lay that much, so that's that's why I'm looking to parlay a team with the Bruins. More on that in a second. Let me tell you why I like the Bruins first and foremost. It's because they got Jeremy Swayman in net for the Bruins. That's really the main reason, aside from that, the Blackhawks just aren't good. And Swayman is just a dominant goalie. I mean, he's 15-7-3, 2.03 goals against average, save percentage of 93%, along with three shutouts. He's already on a mark that's been going 7-0-1 over the course of his past eight starts. And during that span, he's got a save percentage of 95.3%. So I like the Bruins, despite 
you know, or whatever the goalie situation of Chicago was going to be, because I assumed it was going to be Marc-Andre Fleury in that, and I still like the Bruins. Well, now it's going to be Kevin Lankinen. Yes, you remember Kevin Lankinen had a surprisingly well season last year in his rookie year. This year rarely has played, and when he has, well, it's been a disaster. 3-6-4, and 3.57 goals against average, and a save percentage of 88.5%. Oh, but it gets worse on the road. 0-5-3 has not won any road starts this season, sporting a goals against average of 4.1 on road ice and a save percentage of 87%. It's Bruins all the way for me. But again, don't like laying upwards to minus 275, so what's a team that I also have a lot of confidence in, don't want to lay their steep price, and think I could pair it up with? Well, that's going to be the Florida Panthers tonight. The Panthers taking on the Philadelphia Flyers this game in Florida. And if you know the Panthers, well, this is a team that doesn't lose at home very often. They're 25-6-0 and on home ice. Whereas the Flyers, well, on the road, they're 7-13-5. and Panthers are on a four-game winning streak. Flyers have actually won their last two games, coming against Chicago and the Golden Knights. And it's kind of surprising because we know how atrocious this Flyers team has been. But now that you're going up against the real deal, being the Panthers, it ain't going to be the same. Panthers average more than four goals per game while allowing less than three. Philly's only averaging two and a half while allowing more than three. Panthers have already beaten the Flyers twice this season, and Florida will have their starter, Sergei Bobrovsky, tending the pipes. He's 29-6-3, 2.55 goals against average, save percentage of 92%, and a couple of shutouts this year. And at home, guess what? His record is 18-3-0, 92.1% with his saves. And versus Philly, again, he's won those two games. And throughout the course of those two games, has only allowed three goals on 62 shots. 95% save percentage, 1.47 goals against average. I like the Panthers tonight. I like the Bruins tonight. I'm pairing them up for a parlay. No, it's not going to be a pretty valuable parlay where you're getting plus money. But I have enough faith in both of these teams and want to bet them, but don't want to lay the huge number they're at. Because, again, the Bruins, minus 275, and the Panthers, minus 360. So I'm going to parlay them. It's about minus 134, but that's the route I'm taking for my first play tonight. Panthers money line, Bruins money line, minus 134 parlay. The other matchup I like tonight, let's take it out to the East Coast. We've got the Islanders taking on the Blue Jackets of Columbus. This line kind of skyrocketed. Now, I always say make sure you subscribe to VEASAN. Check out the Best Bets log page so you can get these bets immediately when not only myself but everybody else posts them in case the line does kind of get out of hand like this one. And if you shop around, you can get a reasonably appropriate enough number I guess I would say for the Islanders I laid minus 160 there's some minus 175s out there right now at Bet Rivers it's minus 186 and at that point I would look to just doing a win in regulation or puck line with the Islanders but the reason I like New York in this game is because the Islanders well they're still obviously fighting for their playoff lives to get into that wild card spot Columbus has lost their last three games, conversely, and the Islanders did play very well versus the Avalanche most recently. They did lose, but it was a close one, 5-4. to four. Now, Sorkin's going to be tending the net for the Islanders. He's 18-12-7, 2.4 goals against average this season and five shutouts, but even what's more impressive is how dominant he's been at home. 9-3-3, three three, but look at these underlying stats. I mean, 1.85 goals against average, 93.2% with his saves. He's been a lot better at home than he has been on the road. 
And in the first meeting against the Blue Jackets, they actually did lose 3-2 in overtime, but he saved 29-32 shots. Now, the Blue Jackets will have their backup in, Corpusalo, who has not been that great, 6-8-0 this season, 3.82 goals against average, and a save percentage of sub-90%. I think the Islanders are the better team here, better goalie who performs a lot more dominantly at home, and the Blue Jackets got their backup in. They're on a losing streak. The game means more to the Islanders and a team that has had more success at home. I laid minus 160 with the Islanders. Again, if, if you're only looking at Rivers, for example, and it's minus 186, I would either do the puck line or win in regulation would be my other route. But if you could get minus 175 or lower, still think it could be worth the play on the money line. But I do like the Islanders in this game against the Blue Jackets. Now, final game we'll get into. Again, not the most ideal price. This one kind of shifted a lot as well. The Ducks and the Predators. Overnight, Nashville opened like minus 156 at Bet Rivers. Now it's moved 30 cents up to minus 186. But I still paid a pretty deep price of minus 180. This one I would probably entertain a little bit even stronger, the win in regulation at about minus 108. But the Predators sometimes makes, they make games closer than they need to be. That's what makes me a little bit worried. But they have won their last two games. Ducks coming off a terrible loss at Chicago, 8-3. And looking at the goalie situation, Soros for Nashville has obviously been a stud, but even more so at home where he's got a 2.08 goals against average and a save percentage of 93%. He's 16-9-0 when he's playing in Nashville, a lot better at home. He's already defeated Anaheim once, two goals allowed in that game on 31 shots. Now, again, when I said win in regulation, it's also because, well, Soros, 27 of his wins, out of those, 21 have come in regulation. And the projected starter for the Ducks looks like it might be John Gibson. He's not that great on the road. He's 8-9-5, 3.42 goals against average, save percentage sub-90%. He already lost to Nashville this season, allowed three goals. And the last six losses he has endured have come in regulation. Again, if you don't want to lay the steep price of minus 186. So, again, I laid minus 180 with the Predators. I do not hate the idea of laying a lot less for them to win in regulation, but I'm comfortable laying more. If you're not, then I would opt in to do the win in regulation. So plenty of hockey action we got going tonight. We'll recap that next segment, but also get Andy McNeil's thoughts on the big hockey slate coming up next right here on Rush Hour. is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. And in addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. So download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Nevada. Final segment underway on this edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And we are welcome now to talk more hockey 
with Andy McNeil, VEASAN's NHL expert. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Digital Gambler, and also catch his write-ups on hockey every single day at VSIN.com. Andy, thank you for being with us, my man. We got a healthy slate of games to look forward to. I was uh, dishing out some of my action last segment, and I was looking at your write-up, and it looks like you and I are kind of on the same thought process for a couple games, and one of them being this Panthers and Flyers matchup. Now, of course, the easy thought would be, well, the Panthers, of course, are at home. They're a huge favorite, and the Flyers stink. But obviously, you don't want to lay as high as minus 360. So uh, why don't you tell everybody your approach to this game between the Panthers and the Flyers? Yeah, I mean, I you know, like you said, Florida will most likely win this game. And I, I totally think you, you could be justified in laying uh, the big money line price. But, you know, since I, I do see uh, an edge uh, here on the, the puck line as well at minus 150, um, I, I don't see why you shouldn't take that approach. The, the Panthers are hot. They've won four in a row and they've been destroying teams uh, like the Red Wings and the Sabres and the, the Senators that are of a similar caliber uh, to that of the Flyers. So this is a, you know, a comparable matchup. Um, they're at home, which is uh, it's going to be their only home game here uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, and they've been really good at home. They've only lost six games all season long uh, in sunrise. So, you know, take, uh, laying the minus 150 on the Panthers to cover the puck line is a, a very strong play, in my opinion. I've been backing the Panthers uh, in just about every game over the last week, uh, and it's worked, out, it's worked out nicely for me. So I'm going to keep going back to the well here. I like it. And then another game that I think we're on the same side here, and hard not to be, to be quite frank, is this Bruins-Blackhawks matchup. And I honestly liked Boston, regardless of who was going to be in the net, but I was assuming it was going to be Flurry. And now we know it's Lincoln, who has yet to get a road victory this season, Andy. And plus 225 are what the Blackhawks are catching right now, and the Bruins up to minus 275. Puck line minus 110 on the side of Boston. Is that where you're gravitating toward as well? Yeah, I'm on the, the puck line in this game as well, hoping that the, the Bruins can win by two goals uh, and uh, or at least two goals, sorry. And uh, Kevin Lankinen starting is a, a big reason why. He's got an 885 save percentage, which is well below the league average this season. And, um, you know, the, the Blackhawks, uh, obviously, they're, they're coming off uh, uh, an impressive performance. Uh, against the Ducks, but you know this team is uh, is is dead in the water, and the the Bruins they uh, they're coming off a pretty crushing loss to the LA Kings in overtime, um, but they've been playing well lately. Their offense uh, has been scoring; they've been scoring by committee, which is something that uh, uh, means a lot to this team when when they're a team that typically relies a little bit too much uh, on their top line. Um, and, and, you know, you've got to like the Bruins tonight. I think the money line should be priced closer to minus 360. Uh, and, you know, so you could justify laying the, the minus 280 here on Boston. But at minus 110, I think that puck line is priced a little bit too short as well. All right, Andy, I want to ask you your thoughts on this Detroit Red Wings-Minnesota Wild game. Now, Minnesota, to me, is a team that could maybe make a run throughout some course of this postseason because of the talent they have offensively. And I know their goaltending's been shaky here and there, and they really haven't had this good streak as of late. But do you see this as a viable betting opportunity with them tonight against the Red Wings, or is minus 175 a little bit too steep for you? Um, I th it's definitely wild or nothing here, but um, I, I look at that total of six and a half and um, I've 
decided to place a, a small bet, something that I didn't that didn't quite make the report, as it's not a a very strong play in my opinion. But you know, these two teams have uh, combined; their goaltenders have combined to to put them in the bottom five in save percentage since the All Star break. And the Wild, um, Cam Talbot, he's he's struggled, uh, you know, most of this season, and and so his 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 uh, his problems are well documented. Uh, and Alex Nedeljkovic as well, he he struggled for the Red Wings, so. I think we could see goals in bunches tonight, and I probably would uh, err on the side of caution as far as laying the the big price with the Wild. Obviously, they're the superior team here, but this is a team that has really struggled over the last few weeks. Andy, was there any other team that stood out to you tonight? I know you said you didn't have, say, the full ride out for some of these games, but yeah, we got a very large list, and like the Lightning and Flames is a very intriguing matchup, and same thing with the Hurricanes and the Avalanche. Any of those games that you got involved with? Well, I actually did get involved with the Hurricanes and the Avalanche, um, but that was early this morning um, when I was hoping that Frederick Anderson would be in goal for the Hurricanes. He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. The Hurricanes have had three days off, uh, and, it, and it seemed like a, a pretty good indication that he would be starting. But that wasn't the case. Uh, he, he wasn't ready to return to the lineup, and Antti Ranta will get the start tonight. So I'm, I'm stuck with a, a minus 105 bet on a Hurricanes team that you can get uh, at even money or, or better now at this point. But I do think there's some value on going over the total uh, in the Columbus Blue Jackets and New York Islanders game. You've got Columbus that is the ninth best team on offense this season uh, against the, an Islanders team that is 27th on offense. But uh, the Blue Jackets are a, a terrible defensive team, ranking 30th. Uh, you know, so this is a, a really great spot for some goals with Jonas Corposalo making his first start since January. And uh, I've got a small bet on over six at minus 105. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of like the Islanders in that game. I mean, the price obviously shot up. I got involved a little bit earlier before uh, Corpus Salo got announced, but I'm with you. It's kind of hard to trust him in that spot, and the total going over six would not be surprising whatsoever. Uh, Andy, really quick before we let you go here. Now, not even maybe just from this game betting perspective, but how do you handicap this Rangers team? Because we know that Shesterkin is arguably the best goalie in hockey right now. And you realize the rest of this Rangers team, you know, isn't always picking up the slack for him. He's having to put the whole squad on his back. And they're plus 104 on the road against the Blues tonight. St. Louis minus 120. Like, I feel like if, if Shesterkin wasn't as dominant as he was and he's just, you know, maybe playing above average, you would be like, all right, that's a for sure a bet on the Blues or any other team that's facing the Rangers and they're at home. But he's just that good to where it makes you pause a little bit when betting this team. So how do you kind of handicap around it? Well, you're right. Chesterkin is the, the best goaltender in the NHL right now. Um, and if you go back to, to just a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when the Rangers hosted the, the, the St. Louis Blues, they really had no business winning that game. St. Louis, um, uh, St. Louis was, was all over them. They controlled a, a large portion of that game. But thanks to Chesterkin, uh, the Rangers were able to pull one out. And now St. Louis on home ice, I, I don't believe that the Blues are uh, necessarily a, a you know a formidable opponent, but they are a team that typically outshoots their opponents, and the Rangers are not. The Rangers rank 28th in terms of shot attempt percentage uh, at about 45 and a half percent, which is uh, you know really just paints a picture about how 
just to how much uh, Shesterkin has had to carry the load for this team. Uh, they're, you know, routinely getting outshot and outchanced, and they've got some high-end talent uh, and some elite players like Artemi Panarin and Adam Fox and Chris Kreider, so that really helps out too. But structurally, this team... Uh, isn't very sound and they're, you know, simply hanging on for, for dear life, hoping that their top end players can score enough goals and uh, their, their goaltender can, can hold them in there. But, you know, offensively, they're only scoring 2.3 goals per game uh, per 60 minutes at even strength, which is um, really not in line with any of the other top teams. And it's uh, below average and that ranks 25th in the NHL. So um, this Rangers team, I don't believe would be, a playoff team without Shesterkin. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that. The man has been unreal and been making this season an exciting one for all the Rangers fans and backers. But, hey, Andy, we are up against it, my man. Thank you, as always, for making some time. Keep up the great work with your write-ups, and we'll be looking forward to more of them throughout the season. Totally. Good luck tonight. You got it. You as well. Andy McNeil, folks. Follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And again, check out his write-ups every day, vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, really quick before we head out here, speaking of hockey, just want to recap the action I got tonight for Danny's Dimes. We are doing a parlay, Bruins money line, Panthers money line. Then we're going with the Islanders on the money line, minus 160 versus Columbus. And then we took the Preds on the money line, but if it's too steep for you, look for them to win in regulation. That's what we got. Best of luck if you play anything tonight. Enjoy the games, and we'll be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers. Take care.